Welcome to the Actors Wish podcast. My name is Sarah Hayward Rahimova, and I am an international actress, writer, and teacher. Today, let me be your scene partner. Let this podcast be your laboratory. And in this space, let your wish run free. I know you're ready to peel your layers, take risks, and open yourself to new levels of artistic discovery. Consider this your weekly dose of inspiration, technique, and community where actors support one another. Together, we can explore our wishes beyond the classroom, beyond the audition room, beyond the stage and the screen, and cultivate a rich, vibrant, ongoing creative life. Let's turn down our brains, trust our bodies, activate our inner resources, and find joy in the process. Together, let's take the leap from actor to artist. Hello, actors. Hello, creative rebels. Hello, artists. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode, the third installment of From Tashkent with Love, the final installment. Oh my gosh, we're here already. Wow, what a what a mini journey. What an armchair travel, eh? Armchair travel. It's just, it's a glorious thing. And I'm so thankful you're on this journey with me. I... I'm so touched by the overwhelming response I've been receiving from you and just the things it evokes in you that you are kind enough to share with me and this amazing dialogue that it conjures. That's the goal always, right? To share and rich experience, to experience it for ourselves, but then to share it, to find these places of resonance and these emails, these moments in my life, these these pivotal, seminal moments, they're they're my heart, my soul, my insides. Uh, they're so deeply special to me. And to find such a unique and trustworthy space with you is such a gift. And I'm just so happy as well that it provides for you a, a trip, a transportation, a journey, a reflection inwards because we can all enrich and inspire each other's lives. And it, it just takes takes the wish, eh? Takes the wish. <laughs> so today, third installment. And if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. So thrilled you're here. I highly recommend you go back to episode one of this series and then check in with part two. And then, you know, come join me for part three. So today is quite a meaty one, so I want to dive right in. So buckle up, grab your warm, cozy drink. I know I referenced turmeric lattes last time. I think I did at least. It was an eclipse and a full moon. I don't fully remember, but also I am still recording this episode at night. I have continued with the romantic atmosphere, nighttime episodes, and they really do offer a different frequency of feeling, a different emotional canvas. And, you know, I feel like my energy levels and chemistry are a little different at this time of day versus the morning time or midday. And I think it 
pulls something fresh out of me and fresh out of the work. So also just a question to pose to you, maybe switch up your creative routine, see what it affords you, see what you discover, because routines are so important and so great, but sometimes we can fall into doing the same thing at the same time every day. And we got to shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. So let's go. Vinimanya, attention, naturally. Begin. February 7th, 2010. Ma famille. My family. I am in the midst of my second quarter at the Ilcom Theatre of Mark Weil School of Drama. Ah, the title. I wrote part of this email about a month ago, but I have been entirely devastatingly busy and am now just finishing it. I am sure you will find an alteration in tone and self-assurance as you read, but it will give you a sense of the extremes I experience daily. First, Happy New Year. We are alive. We have the gift of life, breath, and the opportunity to pursue whatever we thirst for, and this is magnificent. Sometimes I forget just how marvelous it is that I exist, that we all do, and have compelling feelings, emotions to experience, to connect us to one another and influence our desires. On the most empty, lonely afternoon, we still have our heartbeat. The most wonderful holiday gift was my father's visit. It was entirely nourishing and comforting. I deeply needed him here, and he was. Magic. It was phenomenal to show him my life, the people, the food, the smells, the work, the theater, the energy, the Tashkent moon. I did not realize how lonely I was until I had someone living with me in my apartment. It was a bizarre realization because before he came, I did not consider myself lonely. I had books, music, food, friends, and myself, but I was shocked at how different it was living with another person again. I loved sharing breakfasts and talking, so much talking, reading together to each other, and receiving hugs whenever I wanted them. It was interesting to watch him adapt to the culture because he re-illuminated all of the flaws of Tashkent that I had grown used to. The pollution, the poverty, the dirt, the lethal streets, the lack of health standards. As he grew more comfortable and adapted to the rhythm, I began to relax and adored sharing the charms of this place because there are many. The entire theater adored him and it was a fun fusion of my two worlds. He also got to see a good portion of my exams, which was great fun for me because he could see the process of work, the way the school operates, learn the faces of my classmates and teachers, and gain a sense of the rhythm and energy of my daily life. The exams at Ilholm are the most remarkable I've ever experienced. They lasted one week, an exam each day, some days reserved for preparation, and side note, later on in our studies, they were two weeks. Our exams were two weeks. Carry on. And then an individual and group surprise we had to present at the end of the week for our teachers. Stress, mortification, excitement propelled our class because all the teachers must, and actors of the theater, if they so choose, attend every exam. It was a marvelous display of respect to the students. Our teachers invest their whole selves into our work, our progress and development as artists. 
We are asked to suck them. <laughs> we are asked to suck them dry for knowledge. We are the babies thirsty for their milk. I received very good marks on all of my exams, which of course made me ecstatic. I do not know how I survived my first few months here and was relieved to know that this is my place. I can grow profoundly here. During the last review of our exams, my male acting teacher said that he really likes the way I work. I have an internal freedom. I do not care how I look. I live for the process and he can see it in my eyes. He said to stop doubting. This is my profession. How marvelous to hear this when I gave up my world and my people to fulfill the burning in my heart. I had a week of freedom after exams, which I deeply needed to establish where, how, who I am. After the first two terribly emotional days, I dissolved into a lot of reading, chai, snow walks, friend dates, Bach and Vivaldi, yoga, and being free from time. One day, my classmate Akbar took me to an ancient mosque in a town just outside of Tashkent where most of his family lives. It was absurdly beautiful. The energy in that space was overwhelming. I felt like I was living in the centuries of this culture. I got to participate in prayers, which was magical, and walk through the cemetery and pray with him to his ancestors. I slept at his dacha, summer house, where his mother prepared spectacular and quintessential Uzbek meals. At night, I had my first Russian bath. My life is forever transformed. He has the sauna in his house and, oy, it is terribly hot, hot, hot. I rubbed my entire body in salt while his mother continually poured water on the coals, creating thick, dense air hanging heavy and hot in my lungs. I then covered my body in honey and his mother flotted, beat me with Russian leaves. Seriously painful, but wonderful. I thought my skin would melt off. I was on fire, screaming and laughing simultaneously. Afterwards, his mother washed me in the bathtub. That sauna was pure rejuvenation. I was reborn, dizzy and giddy from my experience. His mother could not believe that I didn't have a sauna in my house in America, land of plenty, and I agreed with her. She does this every couple of days and I am deeply jealous. Every human must feel this. A taste of the last few months. When my landlady Irina comes over, she comments on how her flat has been taken over by an American actress and she never fails to mention how I like my pictures. I have pictures and postcards, letters and cards everywhere. She smiles, forces slippers onto my feet, then mumbles something in Spanish. When our mangled Russian and English exchange fails, she speaks to me in her fluent Spanish, which ends up being more understandable for the both of us. I have made an invention. For the past two months, I have only had very, very cold showers. My shower head is not connected to the wall, so I leave it in a bucket as I scrub my hair and wash my body, which induces mild sensations of hypothermia. But I weaved my shower cord around an old plastic hanger and bent it on and around my shower rod, and now I have hot water on me for the majority of my shower. Necessity is the true mother of invention. The soundtrack of my apartment is my running toilet. It likes to sing. All the time. 
the amount of rich voluptuous thoughts i touch with the fingers of my brain while i wash the dishes and scrub my underwear astounds me while my hands are busy my mind runs free it is though i am unearthing the secrets of eternity while my life becomes a little cleaner I am now known as the pumpkin eater, Tikva Yeshka, Tikva Yeshka, <laughs> within the theater due to numerous events. Practically every day I indulge in homemade pumpkin samsas and pumpkin parashkis that are sold at the cafe during the plays. They are mesmerizing. For my invisible object sketch, I carved a pumpkin, an invisible one, obviously. I bought around 15 pumpkins to practice and develop my psychophysical memory as well as for my sound overdub. As I carved my invisible pumpkin, one of my classmates made all of the scrumptious slicing and gooey gut squishy sounds out of sight. The whole room was overflowing with the scent of fresh pumpkin. Nevertheless, I am somehow always in possession of a pumpkin. One day I was walking down the hall to put my pumpkin in the fridge and I erupted into tears and crumpled onto a bench. I cried all of my frustration and loneliness into that pumpkin. It wholesomely collected my tears in its beautiful belly and massaged me clean with its soft, sticky insides. As it was the main hallway, many teachers and actors found me pouring myself into that pumpkin. Oi. That poor pumpkin was also accidentally placed in the freezer to sleep, and as I thought it out over a rusty old heater, someone knocked it over, spilling guts everywhere. Very, very hot pumpkin surgery ensued. I do love pumpkins. I cannot sit on the ground, be barefoot, pay for a taxi if a man is present, do anything if a man is present, lift a table, do anything that may be difficult, invoke infertility, or some kind of detrimental health issue. Many mothers and old ladies offer marriage proposals, but I must say everyone is quite generous in their curiosity. I am still adapting to the fact that I am a woman and don't really have rights here. However, it is nice to have doors open before me and eat lots of free ice cream. A day that my toilet works, my pipes function, my sink doesn't leak, the power remains consistent, my stomach is healthy, and I don't have to do laundry is a good day. <laughs> I have many, many books, novels, poetry journals, and empty, dark chocolate wrappings sprinkled around, open, so my apartment remains warm from words just read and awaiting my return. I love to read by candlelight, whether my power works or not. I learned a few days ago that the entire last quarter, my ballet teacher called me a monkey, a little monkey, a bizyanka because I could never keep my knees straight. I was unaware of this because I did not know the word. To my genuine surprise and the surprise of my classmates, I was the only one who maintained solid posture through the entire exam. My upper body did not move. Now I feel entirely determined to hold my entire body tight, tight, tight each and every lesson. I still get yelled at about my knees, but much less. I am beginning to hear the word excellent directed at me much more frequently. The part of me that is flourishing is my hair. It loves the high desert air. It spirals into crunchy ringlets and wild manes of medusa snakes, and everyone is enamored with it, my crazy, curious curls. 
It is a product of fascination that I am slowly adapting to because I love it short. I wish people could be this obsessed with internal characteristics. Humans seem to be satisfied with the obvious. This quarter is the most difficult as the central focus is me in a given circumstance. The work of the past month and daily experience has ripped me open and the surgeon of the universe has yet to sew me back together. I am continually required to immerse myself in circumstances which reveal my truths. I must kiss fear on the mouth, approach my work with the beautiful foolishness and naivete of a child, and free myself to achieve a state of naturalness. I am taking a magnifying glass and burning through every flaw, strength, emotion, feeling, and putting it on the stage, starting from the little whisper of truth inside me. I must sink to the point where my subconscious decision is born. I cannot account with my brain. It is false. It is a lie. It is not the art. I am living at the edge of the human condition to know my instrument. I must admit myself to myself. I cannot fear the edge as it is dramatic art. I am incredibly susceptible to the universe right now and this place is relentless. I feel lost and alone and exhausted. Every particle of life here penetrates me with sharp eagerness and I am withering away. This past month has been true hell, from my digestive system to severe, maybe we should give you Prozac stress for your stomach, to constant malfunctions of my daily life. The only thing that motivates my spirit to tumble out of bed in the morning is the work. I am pouring into it and it is keeping me alive. I know I am allowed and encouraged to come home at any time, but it is not a possibility. I have found my most raw self in this place, and as agonizing as it is to look into every day, I cannot abandon it. I have a world here that I need right now. I deeply ache for my world of comfort and family, friends, especially as I cringe and writhe on my living room floor, ripping through tears, gasping for relief, a hug, something to set me free. I do not know words anymore. I am already a sensitive extrovert, but I have never felt so exposed. My nerves and emotions are devouring me, and I find it difficult to look up. This may seem thoroughly negative, but it is honest. I am learning to love myself wholly through all of my own hatred, cowardice, fears, doubts, insecurities, illuminated and manipulated in front of me, and it is fucking difficult. These qualities make me, and I cannot study other human beings until I accept all of the contours and crevices of myself, objectively, without justification. Once I, once I reach this freedom, someday, I will breathe lightly again. I am sending these words to you in humbleness. I feel an overwhelming humility in front of myself and this profession. I so hope you can accept what little I have left to say hello, send a kiss, and my love. My memories of you provide and nourish my roots, my origins that I have to work with. As a nomadic soul, I feel as though I will always have somewhere I belong with those that I love. Thank you for this. Serechka. Stop. Stop. <laughs>
curtain <laughs> curtain on this mini series oh wow yeah sometimes it catches me off guard a little bit i'm like whoa i was in that kind of a place i remember oh <laughs> wild well i feel like we can all share a moment in digesting this digesting this series these special, unique, profound, challenging AF moments of our lives that are actually great possibilities. <laughs> On this note, somber note, romantic nighttime note, First off, I want to say thank you for joining me on this armchair journey, this armchair travel. Travel. Secondly, I'm deeply curious as to your reactions, your responses, what resonates, what it moved in you. I'm always, always, always so curious. So please reach out on Instagram at Serabanda or write me a wish letter impulse at actortoartist.com and thirdly before we jump into our articulation riffs our elocution our diction i want to say that i'm taking a little interlude an interim for the holiday times uh this was a challenging choice to make because I love, love, love our weekly gatherings, this ensemble space, and I'll deeply miss this creative laboratory, but I think we all know that seeds can't bloom all year long. There has to come times of planting and nurturing and hibernation, and I'm also devoting myself fully to finishing up another project, which hoo, 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 excited to share with you when the time is right. But it deserves my full, 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 full focus uh, as the deadline is looming. So I wanted to just let you know I will be back. I will be back the Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the new year, which I believe is January 5th. I believe it is. So keep an eye out for more magic come January 5th. And if you're new to this podcast, feel free to dive into the last 10 episodes. I think this is episode 11. Yes, this is episode 11. Hello. Uh, and again, reach out. I'm so extremely deeply happy to have these conversations. That's so much of why I started this podcast in the first place. So before we depart for a few weeks, really, I also wish you uh, deep restorative time to tune in, turn inwards, find a rest, find safety, feel warmth and love surrounding you because it always is, even, even on this podcast, I'm surrounding you, I'm wrapping my arms around the microphone, I'm wrapping you in a bundle hug, wishing you the most peaceful, and supportive and loving holiday season and that you find time to feed yourself what you need most to feed your artist self and your human self and to be present and 
to find gratitude as I started this email in the fact that we exist. We exist, we exist, we have a heartbeat. And even something as simple yet utterly profound as putting your hand on your heart and just saying, oh, my beautiful heartbeat, thank you. The air in my lungs, thank you. The ears that I can listen to this podcast with, thank you. It's all, it's all an amazing gift. And I'm so happy to share in this gift with you. So let's dive in from Tushkent with love, baby. I want to do, I want to do something we haven't done yet before. So from Tushkent with love. So we have F T W L F T W L F T W L. We are not reversing that because I'm literally making this up on the spot and I don't think I can. FTWL. Uh, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. We're going to make it up. So we have our beautiful vowels. We have A-E-I-O-U. I might have to write this down. This is awesome. Oh, the challenge, baby. It's so good. So we have A-E-I-O-U, F-T-W-L. Let's just try it. Let's just try it. Vnimanie, attention. Naturally, begin. A E I O U F T W L. Fe te wei lei. Fi ti we li. Fi tai wai lei. Fo to wu lu. Wow, I just surprised myself. Actually, when I turned down my brain and just kind of let it flow, it worked. Seriously, you almost catch a rhythm. So let's try it one more time. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Fe te wele fi ti wili fai tai wai lai foto wolo futu wulu. Oh my gosh, are we gonna reverse it? Can we do that? L W T F L W T F L W T F. Lay way te fe li wi ti fi lai wai tai fi lo wo tu fu lu wu tu lu wu tu fu. Woohoo! We did it! Yay! Brava, brava. <laughs> that was really just so fun. Oh man, when things come in the moment, nothing like it. Nothing like a wish, an impulse popping in and going for it. Inspiration on the run, baby. Thank you to the muses floating around. Thank you for your time and energy. I so look forward to connecting with you in the new year. Please, please, please be safe. Take care of yourselves. I'm sending you so much love, so much gratitude, and so much excitement for for creative possibilities. And can't wait to connect in the next episode. As always, you can always reach out to me, impulse at actortoartist.com. I am very much always connected to the email. So much love. Can't wait to see you next time, or rather hear you next time, or rather feel you next time. Take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me and pressing play on yourself today. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. We are building the ensemble, so the more people who see it, the more rich and diverse our collective will be. 
If you're looking for extra inspiration, come find me on Instagram at Sarabanda. I am so eager to connect and I'll be ready with a new task for us to explore next week. In the meantime, enjoy the process. Just remember to lead with your wish.